Fed Heads, welcome to another episode of Cigar Chat, broadcast live on YouTube and around the world on the Armed Forces Radio Network. Uh, this week we aren't actually live on Facebook like we normally are, but the video will be available on Facebook a little bit later this evening. Tonight we are here with, uh, we're actually, I'm waiting on my guest host, uh, so he should be here shortly, but for now it's just going to be me and our guest, Rick Rodriguez from CAO Cigars. How you doing, Rick? Good, man. How you doing? I'm great. Oh, uh, everybody. <laughs> I'm here smoking the uh, Amazon Basin, which, of course, is, uh, as we talked about before the show started, it's got kind of a cult following. We'll get to that a little bit later. First, tell us a little bit about what you do at CAO. All right. All right. So, uh, uh, really quickly, uh, I'm at the Blender for CAO. Uh, uh, we took over the factory about eight years ago. Uh, CL and uh, General Cigar merged together, and uh, once that happened, uh, they approached me to start to blend for CL only. I was uh, blending for uh, uh, with uh, Michael G and Yuri with uh, Lagoria, and so when the opportunity came up, which uh, uh, shipped me to Nicaragua, and I started to blend for uh, CL. And uh, that first year was uh, fun, but uh, you know, exciting, <laughs> but. Uh, a lot of uh, you know uh, feedback. Uh, the, there was a love affair for CEO. Uh, they were concerned that uh, General Cigar was going to take them over and just change everything, and uh, that is not the uh, philosophy uh, for General Cigar. So hopefully, uh, you know, they agree that uh, we're just doing the right things for the uh, company called CEO. Yeah, uh, you know, there's always kind of some apprehension when there's an acquisition like that, and. I know I was nervous because I was I've been smoking for about ten years and I had just kind of gotten into CAO when they got acquired. I think CAO has gotten better since. Thank you. Since Thank you. I think uh, we learned a lot from our first couple of launches. Uh, you know what the the fan of CAO wants from us, and so that is our focus to deliver a product uh, you know unique to the market because that was what CAO was known for. Exotic tobaccos, first time using the tobacco from Brazil, the first time using it from Italy, first time using it from Germany. So we just wanted to keep that in play, and uh, I think it's worked for us. Yeah, these, these days that kind of uh, experimentation is a lot more common. But back then, it was CIO was the only company that was doing crazy stuff like that. I agree. I agree. And, and of course, you continue to raise the bar with stuff like the Amazon Basin. Thank you. Thank so, you. When, I have a question about when you first got into CAO, what was the first cigar that you blended for CAO? Uh, the first cigar that uh, we launched under the CAO umbrella in General Cigar was Osa. That was the first cigar. And uh, that was a story that we tried to tell using this unique tobacco that we, for the first time, used this wrapper from uh, St. Augustine uh, that uh, in uh, uh, Nicaragua and Honduras there. A barter uh, farm and so we just wanted to utilize that and so it, 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 if you look at that presentation uh, we're trying to tell a story through the box itself because if you look at the boxes white why white because it was the only place that when we went to the farm they they have a whitewashed barn and I've never seen a whitewashed barn that's the reason they bought this it's white and the river running through the uh, farm and so if you look at the box, there's a cutout of uh, a river, but the blue and white didn't match. Uh, didn't kind of just 
kind of lay there. So we just are turning it into a green and white box. Uh, the green represents the tobacco, the river, uh, uh, cutting it out. That uh, works in the river and the farm. And the whitewashed barns are representing the white box. Oh, that's really interesting. I didn't know that much uh, That much thought went into that box design. As a matter of fact, if you look at the, uh, the band and the cigar, there's some coordinates uh, on the band. If you uh, go to your computer and put those uh, coordinates into your computer, you'll see the farm. And you can see uh, all the way to the, the barns, and you can pull back and see all the farms. Uh, so it's really a neat uh, thing that we tried to do with the CEO. Yeah, that's really neat. Uh, so let's talk about the cigar that we are both smoking, the Amazon Basin. This, When this cigar came out, I think – Nobody really knew what to expect, and it immediately became like a cult following when people were searching for them. And then I believe it was last year that they relaunched with the second. Yes. Vintage. Okay. Yeah. Uh, the fall of last year, and I'll get into the spring of this year. Yeah. Okay. So what yeah, was the blending process like for crazy. tobacco from well, the Amazon? It was crazy uh, because, uh, you know, we have a tobacco buyer. Uh, Ernest, and this guy is responsible to seek out uh, new tobacco for General Cigar, and so he kind of found this tobacco, and automatically he said to uh, you know everybody in the General Cigar, I have the tobacco for Ricky to use because this is the tobacco is so unique. I don't think it fits anybody else's life but CL. So we received the tobacco, and it's kind of crazy how to we start to deal with that tobacco because it's the first tobacco that General Cigar has ever received that uh, we didn't do any extra fermentation, uh, any aging, and so we're ready to use that tobacco right away. But that was one challenge because the other challenge is how to utilize that tobacco because the tobacco, if you've never seen it, comes in a tube. And this tube is about four feet maybe five feet long it's about this thick and so we didn't know how to deal with the tobacco because it was packed the way they pack it it almost it just uh we couldn't divide the tobacco up and so we had to shave it we needed to uh, kind of uh figure out how do we put this tobacco in our cigars and so we went through every suggestion that the factory guys were suggesting, well, if we shave it, we cut it, we do this. Bro, it was unbelievable. So uh, we started with a blend of maybe 80% of this tobacco, and it was too potent, too strong. It wasn't getting the balance or showcasing that tobacco the right way. Today, it's only about 40% of the tobacco in the blend. But it was the first time that General Cigar and our team had to make a cigar were reverse because we now needed to focus on a uh, uh, a filler versus focus on the wrapper and choosing the right uh, fillers to enhance that wrapper flavor. So this uh, technique, we have to reverse it. How do we use this filler, make a cigar with a great wrapper, but also let that tobacco come out and speak it for itself? Yeah, you don't. You definitely with something like this, you don't want something where the uh, the tobacco the tobacco used for the wrapper is going to be the main focus, because then people aren't going to be thinking about the reason that the cigar even exists. Yeah. 
So we, uh, you know, we went to, uh, uh, you know, I think we played over the about to five different rappers. Uh, we're always coming back to the Sumatra. Now, Sumatra just added what we thought the, the backward meeting. And so Sumatra, you know, especially from Ecuador, it, it tends to overpower the flavor of your cigars. Mm-hmm. So we have to go lower primings to showcase the flavor of the, 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 uh, the tobacco that we're uh, getting from the Amazon. Sure. Um, and we've got, we've got a boatload of audience questions. If anybody's watching live on Facebook, I put out the call that we are going to, at the end of the show, I'm going to pick a random winner from the people who asked the questions. Uh, the prize will not be provided by CEO. It's from Cigar Federation or uh, CAO rather. It's from Cigar Federation. Um, but I just wanted to get some extra audience questions. So let's get into some of those. Okay. Um, so Jason Raybuck wants to know, he's curious, what got you into blending cigars? How did you get started blending? Well, that's a great question. I, you know, bro, uh, when I'm doing events, uh, that question is asked of me all the time. And uh, I can say this. Uh, when I did an event, if there's over two people, I'm the dumbest there. And so <laughs> Mars of the group, but I am one of the luckiest uh, guys in the world because I'm doing something I truly love. And so I was a, a, a rep for about four years for General Cigar in Florida. And Mr. Coleman, uh, the owner of General Cigar, had the foresight to understand that we need to prepare for the future. And all of our blenders, our cigar masters, we either retiring or leaving the company. So for whatever reason, Mr. Coleman approached me one day and said, your days of selling cigars for General Cigar are over. I thought it was being fired. And... Uh, <laughs> This next statement to me, uh, before you answer this question, I want to give you the opportunity to, for us to train you to become a blender. And so that just rocked my world, and uh, it was off and running. So I spent uh, two years in the factory training in the DR in Honduras. But uh, the true training came when I picked up my old master, Benji Menendez. And Benji is a legendary tobacco guy. Uh, that really taught me the art of blending tobaccos together and making a blend. So I, I owe this gentleman my life. Wow. Do do? Uh, yeah. That's a really interesting story because not many people just get kind of plucked out of sales and right into what you what you love. So yeah, he, I, said, he yeah. said you don't have to sell cigars anymore. It looks like you're out there selling cigars today. Every day. Every day. <laughs> you know, every day. But you know what? When, you know what? Uh, I'll say this. I have a job called work, but I don't have a, another word to replace what I do because what I do is enjoy cigars and the company of great people and to offer, you know, the situation to talk to these uh, gentlemen and ladies about what we do in the factory really, really makes me happy because at the end of the day, I when you come to one of my events, what I don't want to do is be a commercial for CEO. Uh, CEO stands for itself. We know CEO makes some great cigars. So if I can help the consumers out there enjoy their cigar by sharing some knowledge and information about what we do in the factories, that is really, truly my number one job is to share all this great training that uh, General Cigar put me through with the consumers of the world and, and try to and enlighten them what we do in behind the scenes to make their blood. Sure, that makes sense. Um, so let, let's talk a little bit about the CAO Consigliere revival. 
I was really excited. I, I know, I think it was on this show, the last time you were on, that you kind of revealed that that was coming back. And I was really excited because I loved the original. Um, so that's the same blend and everything, right? You just took the branding off? Well, you know what? Branding. It isn't because if you, if you really behind the scenes understood what CEO did was when HBO approached CEO about this new TV show that they were doing with the mobsters and the, the main character, Tony, was going to be a cigar smoker. Do you want to team up with us and make a cigar and call it Sopranos? And, of course, CEO uh, thought the opportunity was great, so they said yes. And so they blended this great cigar, this great blend, but uh, it lasts for only a year because the deal, the original deal was for one year only because HBO didn't know that if, uh, you know, they're going to continue the show. And so CEO and HBO agreed one year only and we'll get back to you. Both the cigar was a hit and the show was a smash. Oh, yeah. and so they approached it the second year and said, you know what, let's do it again. And so perfect, let's do it again without going to Brazil and asking, do we have any more tobacco? And so with they signed the deal before they talked to the growers. The growers said, we don't have any more of that wrapper. Because he, remember, back then, this is 2004, 2005, that was really the first couple of years that the Brazilians were getting into growing wrapper. They were known for filler, but that was the first year that they started to uh, grow wrapper. So, Unfortunately for CAO, when they launched the second blend, the second year, they changed that wrapper to Connecticut Broadly. I thought I remembered and, it being Broadly. Yeah, it really changed the the image and the smoke of that cigar. So when we decided to bring it back, uh, we had the two opportunities. One, we can uh, do the original version uh, using the uh, Brazilian wrapper, or we can... Uh, use the Connecticut Broadleaf. Smoking the two, there's no comparison to the two. Matter of fact, when we launched that show, it was such a hit. We oversold at the show and we sold out of the show. And so today, the orders are still coming in every day, every week, and we're just happy that we just gave back to the fans of CEO what they were screaming to us for the last five years. When are you going to bring my cigar back? I love my cigar back. You know what? If the timing's right, we're going to bring your cigar back. And that's the, the story behind that line. And I have to ask this just because I'm really curious. Are there any plans to bring back that really cool collector's set that came with, like, the champagne bottles and it came in the trunk? You know what? Uh, I think uh, in the future, uh, we would love to do that. And uh, I think uh, one of the things that uh, when we did uh, re blood uh, Cigar, a lot of people asked me the same question you just asked me. Because either they got one, they loved it, uh, and the other one, is because uh, maybe they didn't get one, but they want one. And yeah. so it's kind of uh, unique. And so we could definitely do it. It's a timing. When do we do it and why? What's the reason? Maybe when we enhance a, a new um, a new size, we'll do something like that. Okay. Uh, and let's get back to some audience questions. Actually, before we do that, we're going to take our first uh, break here. Rick, this is just a break for the radio. 
we're not going anywhere. Uh, Cigar Chat is brought to you by Cigar Oasis. Cigar Oasis are the market leaders and innovators in electronic humidification. Are your cigars protected by Cigar Oasis product? Set it and forget it today. All right, so now we're going to get back to some audience questions. Harley Holmes wants to know what the thought was behind the CAO flathead. Um, and he says they're, of course, great smokes. I mean, they've been killing it in the last couple of years. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, you know what? Uh, that was a unique uh, situation. Uh, quick story. I tried to make a long story short. We were working typically. It takes us about anywhere from uh, six months to a year to uh, come up with a new blend. Uh, designed the packaging, everything involved in launching the new cigar. And uh, we're working on a, a new blend that uh, we just couldn't get it right. And so I approached the, uh, at that time, the president of uh, General Cigar and the VP of Marketing and said, I know we have to have something to launch at the show, but the original plan that we're, we want is not working. And so I elect not to do it. And so they said to me, Ricky, if you take this this project off the, the table, you have absolutely nothing to launch at the show, unless you have some crazy idea. Matter of fact, you only have a month to do this if you have it. I said, I do. Uh, because when I do an event, it's amazing that uh, one of the questions are what, what we talk about is either cigars, of course, um, watches, jewelry, cars, women. And so, all right, stop. A lot of people are talking about cars and women to me. So I just thought that this crazy idea of a flathead engine because I'm an old school guy. I love the old school uh, pinup girls. Uh, I love the old school engines, the old school cars. And so we just start started to work and focus on kind of developing this new crazy idea called Flathead. And we just really focused, the team really focused uh, on this uh, um, the cigar, and General Cigar got behind it, and we launched it. And uh, it was a hit the day we went to the show. Everybody loved the sizes. They loved the packaging. Of course, the cigar was rated uh, number three in the world. Uh, two years ago, uh, and then it, the rating of uh, 95 was the highest rating that General Cigar had ever received. And so wow. it's just kind of capturing uh, lightning in the bottle. Everything was perfect with that cigar. So the fans, I, I just want to thank the fans who, uh, for th their support of that cigar. Today is the number one selling cigar for uh, CL. Wow. I love the... Uh the spark plug size in that one. That cigar is fantastic. And the, the packaging is perfect. Well, that's a great, you know, that's, okay. Every manufacturer, if you ask any manufacturer of any cigar, and it is a multiple sizes, there's always one size that they're going to say, this represents truly what I believe the, uh, the blend is like, or I want it to be uh, like. Mm -hmm. So the size of the smoke, the body, everything. And so we lost the original four sizes. Uh, there was always something, you know, there's just one size we're missing. We have a all the way down to a, uh, a you know, like a Lancero, all the way up to a, a seven by seven. But we're missing that quick cigar smoke. And so to me, 
my favorite size right now of the Rhine is not the six by sixty. The highly rated and highly uh, you know uh, coveted cigar. It is that spark plug. I think that cigar represents what we try to do. Hey, bro. Welcome. This is Shad, my uh, my guest co-host for the evening. How you doing, Shad? Good. How you doing, Trip? Sorry I'm late. That's all right. Don't worry about that. Life gets in the way sometimes, bro. Well, <laughs> it was getting in the way of my uh, Amazon base, and I, I was waiting to light, so... It was kind of it was kind of chapping me a little bit. Yeah, that sounds about right. We're all smoking Amazon basins, by the way. Oh, actually, you, you know, if you look at the uh, the uh, the flathead uh, uh, blends, uh, what a lot of people don't know is uh, we have two blends in that line, but we're using the same tobaccos but different primings. So if you look at the the piston and uh, the five five fifty four and the spark plug. I'm using the Herald, but if you look at the six by sixty and the seven by seventy, we're using Seiko. More flavor, less body. Mm-hmm. So if you're a body guy, go to the smaller sizes. If you're a flavor guy, just go up to the seven or the uh, six, uh, and I think you're going to find the cigars completely different. But uh, you're going to uh, love the cigars anyway. And what about the the steel horse? For people who aren't familiar, can you explain what the difference is between the steel horse line and the regular flathead line? I said when we launched the uh, flathead line, uh, of course, I was saying, you know, this is based on the old car engine that uh, Ford introduced in the the 30s, the flathead engine. And they all got it. But uh, a lot of guys were uh, coming up to me. What about us? You know, who are you? And we're bike guy. And I said, bro. You know, you need to check your history because it's based on a car engine called Ford uh, Flathead. And they said, you need to check yourself because Harley introduced the first Flathead engine and a bike. And I didn't know that. And so did uh, some research. Harley, I think, introduced a Flathead engine two, uh, 10 years before Ford introduced the Flathead engine. So, of course, when we talked in a house about extending that line, it was a natural for us to do something for the bikers. And that's the reason we chose the name Flathead Steel Horse. And so, but the blend is t- totally different. That is going to be a round cigar versus uh, the box press uh, cigars that is coming out of uh, the uh, Flathead uh, original line. Okay. And... Here I've got a question. You you already kind of answered it, but I just wanted to ask anyway. Do you do you do any blending for any of the other general brands, or are you completely exclusive to C C A? Yeah, you know, General Cigar has a team of uh, gentlemen uh, that connected to all the factories. Uh, so we're always uh, kind of sharing cigars and sharing blends. And I want your input. Uh, I want, I need your input. So why not? Uh, you know, because we have some great gentlemen and and ladies behind the scenes so it would be kind of um it's just wrong on my behalf to say i know exactly everything about tobacco so why not utilize these guys so we're always changing or smoking so the dr would send me a cigar and say we're working on this cigar for x you know company or maybe a macadoo cohiba party is all right smoke it and i'll give you my opinion 
Uh, and we'll do that for Ponce and Hoya. But they also, I do it, and they do it too. So, uh, no, I don't blame for anybody else, but I, I did definitely share the cigars that everybody's doing because we want the input from everybody. Sure, you participate a little bit, even though it's not something you're really responsible for. Uh, you, you participate a little in the blending process. Shad, do we have any audience questions that you could ask? This is, oh, that's my role in all this? I have to I get to ask the audience questions? It is. And You've got a job here. Read the questions, bro. God, dude, I thought I was just going to sit here and uh, smoke the cigar and listen and learn. Um, let me get to them real if, quick. If you don't have an audience question, a question of your own would be just fine. And a question of my own. Actually, I do. I, you know, because when I found out that I was going to gonna be on here, um, I read it naturally a little bit. And so I'm really kind of interested in, and I didn't realize that there was, a cigar master's program, a blending program, the school. There, there is, but uh, that's not the way I was trained. Okay, I, and, and I, maybe the article had mentioned that because uh, you were you were in sales for a few few years, and then uh, I think, and then you were called you were called to the big dog's office, and he said your sales days are over, and you thought you were going to get released, and he said now we're sending you down for some for some education and learning. Right, right. And that really uh, started. And so, you know, if you look at my history and the guys that really affected my life, there's some legendary names that uh, helped me do my job. Uh, we can go back to Perkinessa. Perkinessa is the original guy that planted Cuban seeds in the uh, Central America. And so this guy taught me about growing tobacco. And he's a legendary, uh, you know, farmer. So that's one guy. Wow. Uh, and then we have a Nesso, Chris Creo, really taught me about uh, fermenting tobacco. And he, his knowledge of uh, receiving tobacco from the farm and when it's ready to be used, that was a training that I could never replace and thank this guy for. And then you have Benji Menendez, the uh, you know, uh, right. owner of a Cuban factory and uh, you know, called H. Hotman. You know, he shared his knowledge with me. Of course, Mr. Coleman and uh, Danielle Nunez, the uh, president of the company uh, for the factories. This guy has to, you know, uh, share his knowledge with me. So if you look at me, the guys that touched my life uh, and uh, helped me do what I do today, four of these guys are on the Hall of Fame. Four of these guys. And that's unheard of for anybody to be trained by four Hall of Fame guys because what happens Typically, is the grandfather passes the father, father passes the son, and so maybe the grandfather is a hall of famer, but that's not that is not right now. So I've been blessed, and I've been trained by four hall of fame guys, and uh, what an honor! What an honor! So, and I guess that kind of answers uh, Jason's question as to how how you got into blending cigars. You know, um, from what I understand, you, your cigars kind of skipped a generation in your family. Yeah, yeah. So my uh, my grandfather and uh, grandmother were rollers in uh, Cuba. Uh, they went moved to uh, Tampa in 1953. Uh, why? Because Tampa at that time was started to outproduce more cigars using Cuban tobacco than Cuba was, and so my grandfather was laid off uh, from his factory. And my grandmother said, "We can't support our family on one income." Let's move to Tampa. So my dad never smoked a cigar in his life. He's a cigarette smoker. So 
that's get that generation. But uh, I, I have great memories of entering my grandmother grandmother's uh, grandfather's house, and the aroma of cigars were always there. My grandfather smoked one cigar a day after work, and my grandmother smoked one every week on Sunday outside watching the kids play. So my image of my grandmother right now is she sitting on a chair watching her play with a big scar in her mouth. But that's my grandmother. So I, I, I thought every grandmother smoked cigars. Everyone, you know. But yeah. being in Tampa, a lot of my friends' grandmothers did smoke cigars because everybody's working the uh, the factories at that time. That's awesome. So I've got a question from uh, – I, I did have a question here. I lost it somewhere. So I'll just ask one of my questions. Uh, how's the Pallone doing? I, we were talking about that yesterday on our pairing show. And I think the Pallone just doesn't get enough love because that's a fantastic cigar. And as far as I can remember, I just don't hear a lot of buzz about it recently. You're right. Uh, you know, it it, it, it it has its spots. And uh, you like every cigar that everybody launches, you, know, you put your best effort into making that blend. Sometimes it catches fire. Sometimes it's just, you know, it's okay. And uh, like, okay in sales, not okay on the blend. Yeah. Uh, but uh, we're happy. We're very happy with the sales of, of Cologne. Uh, it still is growing every year. So not like uh, the leaps and bounds like, uh, you know, uh, Amazon Basin did or Flathead did. But it's definitely not a line that we're going to look at in the next two or three years of the world. It's run its course. It's done. Good. Very it. Uh, there's enough sales. There's enough product out there that everybody's enjoying. To me, it is one of my favorite blends because I know how hard we work on that blend uh, because it's a new uh, a process that the tobacco called a circular prolone that it was used hundreds of uh, years ago uh, in Cuba. And the only reason they get up on this situation is because it's so labor intensive so if uh it takes me regularly maybe six to nine months to ferment tobacco using that process it takes us about 12 months to 18 months lower temperatures slower uh cooking process but the delivery and the flavor is just unbelievable and so we're still proud of it but uh, i agree with you i should do more with that blend and really get it out there in more hands because once you smoke it, bro, this is a good cigar, great price point, great blend. Uh, I don't know why we pass it up or uh, I let it go, but we, we need to do a better job. And, and the packaging on that one is fantastic. Simple. It's just simple. You know, it's, you know, it's, again, our belief is to stick, tell the story of that line. And if you look at that line, and we're going to share a situation of, uh, you know, fermentation that hasn't been done in 100 years, what was a box look like in 100 years ago? It was simple. It was a, you know, a, a cabin-style wooden box. It was just simple. And so it's the only uh, cigar that I have my name on. And so it really is a cigar they're really proud of. We're really proud of. If you haven't tried it, do yourself a favor. Pick one up smoke it enjoy it and uh, realize what we're trying to do with that cigar and uh as far as blending and uh, what we're trying to offer you guys yeah i think the the pallone for me is is uh 
probably the best bang for the buck or one of the best bangs for the buck out there. It's very reasonably priced and it is it, for the price point it is amazing. Right. Yeah. yeah agreed. But uh, there's a lot of great cigars in the market right now that, uh, you know, people just overlook, you know? So, you know, uh, again, if we had the recipe for what we need to do to release a new cigar, uh, do this, uh, put it in this box and this presentation, we all do it, but you know what? Sometimes you, you got that situation that is on fire, and sometimes it doesn't work. But we believe in that blend, and we're going to keep it around for a long time. Good. With that, we've got to take another station break here. Cigar Chat is brought to you by Gurkha Cigars. Gurkha, makers of the world's finest cigars. Try the 93-rated Heritage today, or try the new Heritage Maduro. Gurkhas are available at all B&Ms where fine cigars are sold. Well, I thought I was going to get to read my Gurkha ad, but maybe, no. maybe maybe later, huh? No, you'll get to read the next ad, so get ready. I don't uh, even know where those are located. It's not located anywhere. It's located in your brain, buddy. So I'm coming up. I'm getting close to it, and I've never smoked through the band on one of these. How do you feel about that, Rick? Uh, you know what? Uh, it's up to you. Uh, because What do you do? Realize what that tobacco is. How do we make that band? So if you're looking at a wrapper, every manufacturer, when they use a wrapper, they're always going to trim the outer edge of that tobacco, maybe a little bit of maybe an eighth of an inch of that tobacco. Mm -hmm. Why? It makes your cigar look better when you, you know, roll it. That's one reason. And we believe that that is where the bitterness is in the tobacco. And so we just trim it off kind of like a, a, a butcher uh, before he sells you a great steak. He'll just want to trim out some of the fat, keep some of the fat, but just trim it off. And so that's the reason. And uh, so you can a lot of guys. I've seen guys lately smoke that cigar backwards because somebody, they want that flavor. Somebody at my local shop told me to do really that. Quickly. Yeah. So they don't want to wait. So I've seen a lot of guys. Flip their cigars around and start with uh, smoking the head of the cigar versus the foot of the cigar. You know what? Great, great. It's whatever you want. But uh, to me, I tend to take it off. But a lot of people said, bro, that, that flavor just really adds to the cigar. So I would say to you, smoke it through it one time. You decide <coughs> if you like it or not. All right. What's your take on that, Chad? On the band? Yeah. Um, you smoke through it. I have not smoked through it, but I have not removed it either. And maybe tonight is the night that I'm going to give it a shot. Um, I would be interested because I've I've smoked a lot of the ORs. I've smoked just a few of the the, the new releases, um, and I, I I haven't done it yet. I guess maybe now is the time. Yeah, you know, it's interesting to me that we're this far into the show, and probably at least in my in my mind, um, and I think some of some of the uh, the audience's minds. Um, the flagship for right for CAO right now has got to be the Amazon Basin. It was really a, the, the release was much anticipated of the next one coming in. Um, and Bob Dog actually had a question along those lines: as what's the future of the Amazon Basin? What's it look like? Uh, well, uh, I can share this with you. Uh, we're definitely going to release it again, uh, and uh, 
Um, when uh, we're working on that right now, when the uh, next release is, uh, but it's going to be this year and it's going to be in the fall. And so you want to have uh, one more opportunity to uh, receive Amazon Basin. Uh, but uh, there's a new cigar that we're going to launch and the details are going to come out uh, next week about this new cigar utilizing some unique tobaccos from Brazil. And one of the uh, the um, fillers is going to be the Brazilian uh, uh, tobacco in this new blend. And so uh, look forward to that. Uh, unfortunately, I can't really share a lot of details with you guys. Uh, and uh, But uh, I, I think next week, everybody will know what I'm talking about. And uh, look for this new blend coming out for CEO uh, because like Basin, uh, it's going to be uh, a short little release. And it's going, by the time it reaches the shelves, it's already been purchased. I think uh, it's going to be like the Amazon Basin. Uh, no more. When we launch an Amazon Basin, they're taking order before the delivery. So that's the reason a lot of uh, uh, guys and girls out there that haven't uh, ever smoked it because I can't find it because the release is so popular. The minute we release it, we sold out and they're all uh, already purchased it. That, uh, that cigar before it gets to the shelf. And we think uh, the new cigar is going to be the same thing. So look for this information coming out next week. But I'm telling you guys, if you like the Amazon Basin, you need to seek out this new cigar that we're going to introduce to the market very soon. All right, guys. Keep an eye on Cigar Federation next week for that uh, that news release. Hey, fine. Yeah. How's it going? Good. So... Kind of, kind of a question that I that I have, and I think that I would probably ask um, every manufacturer that comes on and every just um, blender that comes on cigar chat is I, there's a big trend right now. I, I see it with with different companies of bringing back because of the FDA bringing back cigars that were once limited release or discontinued or no longer produced, and and, and pumping them back onto the market. And I know in 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 uh, 20, I think it was like 2014, um, General discontinued about 250, 263, somewhere in there, cigars. And I think there were probably in that, there was 10 that were discontinued. Um, are there any plans in the future or anything that we should look for as far as those cigars making a return to the market? Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure that uh, like uh, everybody else is going to have to do that. We're going to do that. And you know what? I, I don't want to scare somebody when we said it's an old blend. You know what? School over there. You know what? Sometimes old is new. And so uh, if you look at a punch cigar, to me, a punch cigar is a great cigar. And so, but because it has been around for 40 years, oh, it's my grandfather's cigar. It's my father's cigar. You know what, bro? Do your okay. fucking self a favor and smoke one because the only reason a cigar is on the market for 40 years is because it is a great blend. And so rediscover some of these blends because it's not their fault that uh, we kind of let certain blends die because we're launching so much. Everybody's launching so much. But these, these shops can't keep up with everything. So it just slips off the shelf. 
So you know, I, 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 I think everybody's going to do it. We're going to do it. And But uh, I think you're going to be surprised that we're going to launch a brand that says, this is great. This is fantastic. Yeah, bro. That was introduced back in 85. Really? Really? So I think you're going to be surprised. Yeah, and the, the age of the guy that smokes punch after work every day is is pretty much over in the in the in the larger scheme of things at least there are still people who do that but for the most part cigar smokers want to have a variety these days that's just the way the market's going but you know what uh, in our library we have so many blends that we can continue to offer new cigars and exciting cigars for People that uh, have never smoked that plant. So it's going to be new. It's going to be exciting for you guys to be able to get your hands on a blend that uh, you haven't smoked in years or never smoked. So do yourself a favor and try it. Be your own judge. Don't let us judge for you. Hey, there it is. It's up to you to pick up experience and say, you know what? This is a great plant. This is a great cigar. Hey, I don't care if it's from 1972 or today. I don't care. If it's a good blend, I enjoy it. This is my cigar. This is my cigar. Grab some matches. Chad, do we have another audience question? We do. Um, Mike McCain would like to know, when it comes to pairing cigars with meals and drinks, what do you like? You know what? Uh, you know what? You do what you want to do. If you want to pair your cigar with a Mountain Dew, if you want to pair your cigar with a Scotch, if you want to pair your cigar with milk, who needs to say to you that is a wrong pairing? If you enjoy that pairing, it's a great pairing for you. Or even a tangerine soda. But for me, for me, I love uh, to uh, do iced tea, sweet iced tea. I love that pairing for me. Root beer, I love root beer with uh, pairings. Uh, and then coffee. To me, a cup of coffee and a cigar really is the best pairing to me uh, that I can pair my cigar with. Perfect. But that was going to be my uh, my question. I was hoping Shad was going to go for that one because I was wondering that myself. Everybody's palate is different. Everybody's palate is different. So, you know, uh, again, I smoke a lot of cigars, but I've never smoked a cigar for you. Don't care. <laughs> I don't care. I like the cigar. Right. I love the cigar. So everybody, everybody can go to any humidor in the world and say, I love the cigar. This is number one cigar made in the world. Somebody else is going to say, that's the worst cigar ever made in the world. And somebody's going to say, you know what? I don't like this blend, but I like this one. So, again, your palate is your palate. Enjoy your cigar. I don't care the price point. Of course, General Cigar hates when I say that. You know, buy more $5 cigars versus a $10 cigar. But you know what? At the end of the day, if you like a $5 cigar, smoke it. If you like a $15 cigar and you can afford it every day, smoke it out. I don't care. I don't care. Why should I care what you smoke? You know, because in the end of the day, I don't know your palate. So you do. You do. And so pair your cigars with what you want to pair and smoke the cigars that you enjoy. That's it, bro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm going to get off that story. <laughs> uh, Shad, I think we have one more audience question that I wanted you to ask because it was another one that was on my list of questions to ask. 
And it's from the audience question. I can ask it if you want. Um, are you talking about maybe the best summer cigar picks? Yes. Okay. So when it comes to the CAO line, Rick, what would be your, your five best summer cigar picks? For CAO only? I would okay. say I would expand that to all cigars. There I you mean, go. Even if they're not brands that you're at all yeah, involved you, with. You know, you, you don't understand. I'm a cigar lover before a cigar employee. So I've been smoking cigars for 30 years. And so I just got into business about 20 years ago. And so I still continue to smoke uh, other blends, other uh, manufacturer lines, because number one, I enjoy cigars. Number two, can I steal that blend if it's a, a comparator? But we're all doing that. So, uh, but uh, you know, uh, for me, uh, if I had to choose my top three uh, for CEO, would be uh, Cologne, number one. Number two would be Flathead. Uh, number three would be Contiguous Eddie right now. I'm smoking a lot of those. Uh, number four, reaching outside my life, Puente and Padron. I think Padron makes the best cigar in the world right now. You know, I'm not even close to approaching that level of that blend. And so one day I hope I get there if the FDA allows me. If not, bro, thank God they had that cigar in the market so I can enjoy that cigar. But uh, I think Puente for Drone is making some great cigars. Rocky makes some great cigars. And, you know, Alan Bradley, bro, I'm a cigar geek at heart. So I just love cigars. There's, there's not many people in the industry who are exclusive to their own brands. <laughs> Why? Bro, sometimes I, I, I have thousands of cigars in my house. Thousands. Sometimes it's like going to your fridge and opening up. I don't want that. I don't, mm-hmm. you know, sometimes I go to my humidor. I don't want to smoke a, a CL. I just want something different. So I always uh, are purchasing other lines that uh, I quote uh, true to my heart. And so uh, yeah, I'll definitely read for that. Because uh, every once in a while, I don't want a steak. Maybe today I want a pizza. And I don't make a pizza. So I'm going to seek that pizza out somewhere. So if that manufacturer gives me what I'm looking for, it's outside my line, I'm going to enjoy that cigar. Great. Uh, that brings us to our last station break. Uh, Shad, who's the segment brought to us by? Do you know? Um, I'm going to guess that it's brought to us by Gurkha? No. <laughs> it's oh. brought to us by Drew Estate. <laughs> that was the oh. other one. <laughs> oh. They good. We're, Smoke them. we're like on the opposite spectrum now. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Hey, go on the safari, man. It's great. Oh, they just opened up ticket sales yesterday. Yes, they did. Buy a ticket now. Uh, talking about pairing. I'm smoking the Amazon Basin, and I'm pairing right now with this. Oh, your tangerine lime? Yes. You know what? Not bad. Not bad. I mean, a lot of people look down on it. What's that? A lot of people look down on it, but I think citrus pairs pretty well with cigars. Bro, there's a lot of flavors in cigars, citrus. And you, you hear that term a lot used. And so I think it's a, for me, it's working right now. It's working right now. Maybe for me, tomorrow. For me, the sourness and like the kind of bite that citrus has brings out a lot more sweetness in cigars. Yeah. Which I like. How are you? So we're just uh, uh, setting up for the uh, event tonight. 
uh, here, and uh, we're doing the consigliere, and uh, this, these guys are going to be a wild tonight, so we're looking forward to going back inside and doing my thing. Well, I know uh, Jason, one of our, our viewers, he asked a couple questions. He said that you're going to be in Pittsburgh, I think the 22nd, near the end of the month. Uh, so I he's looking so. forward to seeing you there. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah I, I think I have uh, a week in uh, Pittsburgh coming up, and uh, uh, Pittsburgh, so, for some reason, stole my thing. heart. And so uh, they <laughs> have a, a lot of fans uh, for CEO there. So <laughs> it's, it's like kind of like going home uh, for sure. me. Uh, and so I love Pittsburgh. I really do. Hate their uh, football team, but love their city. Chad, you got any more questions? You know, um, I do have one. I, I'm pretty interested in how there was how the development came from the angry um, Santa, evil snowman. Oh yeah, um, I forgot about those. Wow, that's a great question. Uh, uh, that, you know, that came about, hit the market. I was well, just that, go yeah. ahead. Uh, that came about uh, when we took over CEO. One of the question was asking me was what's your favorite CEO uh, cigar right now? I said Brazilian. And uh, uh, at that time, the president said, I'll tell you, make me a version of Brazilian. What would you do different if you had to change something and update that blend? And so we uh, created a cigar called uh, uh, the um, uh, Carnival. And that was my first introductory to blending a cigar using that same kind of flavor profile. And so that was a hit. And so what we did was when we launched Angry Santa was the updated gold. So we just took old blends and tried to update the blend and say, if we started today with uh trying to uh do gold today what would we be like because gold was launched maybe 20 years ago and so what would you do different uh but keeping that same profile like a mild cigar i would use this so not changing the blends completely but adding one or two things to enhance the flavor and that's the way that we started that uh, bunch of these angry santa evil snowman uh all these uh lines that we did very cool um, i had another question on my uh on my tongue and now i don't remember what it was oh the uh cao america is that still around or has that been discontinued? I, I'm just asking because I don't see it. No, it's still around. Very popular in uh, areas that have a military base. Oh, I could absolutely see that. It's just amazing. Uh, but that blend is still around and uh, uh, it's, uh, you know, top t uh, 10 of our alliance. And so either, though it's not everywhere, the numbers where it's at, is making that cigar still very popular in our oh, life. You made it? Yeah. Good. Oh, was it gonna go? uh, we have one more audience question. Let me find that okay. one. Uh, which CAO cigar was the most fun to blend for you? I think I already know the answer. Amazon Basin. Yeah, Amazon that's, Basin. That's exactly what I thought you were going to say. You know what? Yeah. It was so unique tobacco, so difficult to work with. When we got done, we were so 
exhausted, tired, and uh, it was just a great time. A great combination of everybody getting together, everybody working from the tobacco buyer, Ernest, to, uh, you know, Johnny Diaz was involved, uh, Michael Giannini was involved. Everybody came to our help to make a cigar that was going to be unique and different. And so today, there's no other cigar that you're going to ever experience. Every cigar out there, if you say, I'm smoking XYZ in your line, Ricky, what is close to right now? We all have cigars. Oh, this is going to be in the ballpark. But this is so unique that if you come out to anybody else and say in the shop, I just smoke an Amazon Basin. In your humidor, is there anything? The answer has to be no. There's no other cigar that's going to give you that experience, that flavor, because it's so unique. And that brings us to the end of our Armed Forces radio segment. I want to thank all of our Armed Forces listeners listening on the Armed Forces radio network. Uh, Rick, where can people find you online if they want to? If they want to get more information about CIO or if they want to follow you. Uh, just uh, go to our, our uh, Facebook page, uh, CIO Cigars, and uh, find me there. And if you ever ask a question, uh, we have a team working on that site. They'll uh, definitely reach out to me. Uh, the question was asked today, this, and uh, I'll give me about uh, 24 hours, 48 hours to respond, and we'll definitely answer that question for you guys. Great. Any closing questions or comments, Shed? Well, as, as a an old timer who smoked for 28 years, right? So I'm right up there with you. I, I, and I tell younger smokers all the time, today is the best day in the past three, three, two decades or three decades to smoke cigars with the variety that's out there. And it's really refreshing for me to hear and to see Instagram posts, hear you say, I enjoy other blenders cigars. I'm not exclusive to mine because the stuff that's out on the market today, including Amazon Basin, the Pallone, and, and some CNO stuff. I mean, it's just really, really good quality. After Everybody's making great cigars. Every, every manufacturer has access today that they didn't have 10 years ago. Great tobaccos. Great tobaccos. After smoking through the uh, boom of the, of the, of the 90s, this is, uh, this is just a dream come true for me. <laughs> oh, I love you guys. I love you guys. And, uh, Especially if I can say, uh, you know, it's a little late, but uh, I, uh, happy Memorial Day to everybody. And especially the guys and the ladies that serve this country. Without you guys, I can't do my job and I love my job. So thank you so much for everything you do for me in this country. And thank you for, you know, uh, spending so much time away from your family, protecting us uh, from the evils of the world. I owe you guys a cigar. The next time I see you, I'll definitely buy your first cigar if you reach out to me and say, I'm in the military. The first cigar is on me. All right. Um, and I need to pick a winner here. Now that we're, so that's the end of our Armed Forces Radio ne Network segment. Uh, we're now in the After Dark segment where we can keep going if we want to. We can go offline if we want to. But I need to pick a winner here. Let me get out my Don't pick me. I've won a couple times. Hey, you didn't ask a question. Oh. In the, in, on the website, buddy. That's true. It's better to have like the whole thing. I just uh, ordered a beer, guys. Yeah? It's a beer 30. It's beer 30. Beer. It's it sure California. is. 
All right, our winner is Mike McCain. Mike McCain, uh, send an email to logan at cigarfederation.com with your address and a statement certifying that you are of age to purchase and use tobacco products in your jurisdiction. All right, so what kind of beer did you order, Rick? I don't know. Sure. They're going to surprise me. Oh, but you know what? Out in the heart of wine country, but I'm not a wine guy. So, oh. beer guy. Where are you? I meant to ask before. Uh, you know what? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> Could you give us a general <laughs> idea of what part of the country you're in? I just wake up and my handlers, my wife, my team say, you're going to be here this week. Packed like this. And so I'm up and running. I know what I'm What? Paso Robles. Paso Robles. 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 Okay. Where am I? Yeah. It's halfway between San Francisco and LA. Ah, okay. Okay. That about uh, wraps it up here. Rick, thanks again for joining us. I really appreciate okay, it. It's a pleasure talking to you. So much for the opportunity. Yes, thank you. Thank you. But uh, if I can't say one more time, look forward for the information we're going to uh, announce next week. And I, I think. Uh, Guys, get in line uh, because this cigar is going to be announced. We're going to sell it, and it's going to be done before you guys get to the shop. So, very exciting for us. Uh, I think everybody's going to love this cigar. All right, thank you. Yeah, me too. All right, thanks again, Rick. Uh, thank you, everybody listening for listening or watching live. Uh, we'll be back next week with a new, another episode of Cigar Chat, and of course on Wednesday we'll be back with sharing our parents.